2: at LuckyLandSlots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Hey, y'all. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of Y'all Gay. I'm Ever Maynard. And again, Allie was sick, so we wish you all the best, Allie. Um, our guest today was Kalia McNeil, so be sure to follow her at whatever Kalia. That's whatever. And then K-A-L-E-A. Um, Check out this special Sma'am, um, watch it as soon as it launches on Amazon Prime and give it a listen today. Um, as always, Allie and I are so thankful for your listens and your reviews and your comments and the DMs. We are so excited to be going into the new year. Um, again, we talked about it in our last podcast, but we're going to be having a, a live show. Friday, February 10th at the Lyric Hyperion. Uh, so if you're in L.A., come out. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of fun, cool things that we both are excited to share with you. And this has just been such an incredible year for us. Um, and and to be able to share this podcast um, with you all is, is very special. So thank you again. Um, be sure to share the pod with a friend. Uh, and if there's somebody you would like us to interview or maybe you want us to talk about, shit we'll talk about it hell yeah anyways uh, I hope you have a really wonderful rest of your day and thank you again for listening okay bye
1: hey y'all hey y'all the tea is crystal queer y'all y'all say y'all gay it's Ever here y'all we got a lot to talk
2: about so let us
1: ask you now y'all gay y'all
2: welcome to another <laughs> episode we're gonna dig right in um, to y'all gay alley is not feeling well right now. Um, so we have a very special guest, uh, Kalia McNeil. Everyone is joining us. Yes. Tell us about your dog.
1: <laughs> Rollo is uh, my dog. He is a 10 year old purebred Yorkie. Um, oh and he's really chill. It's just, uh, about 20 seconds ago ever. And I scared the shit out of him because we were clapping and he was like, what the fuck? just happened. We don't Um, do that. (laughs) But he's fine now. He is now attacking the toy. So everything is all good.
2: Yeah. Wait, where are (laughs) you
1: from? I'm originally from the Bay Area. I grew up uh, near Napa, kind of like a little city called Fairfield, kind of like in between Napa and San Francisco. Is it like rural?
2: Okay. Just for our audience to know, we met, we're both in Los Angeles, but we only met over the summer in Montreal. Yes, in in Montreal. (laughs) Yeah. At
1: Just for Laughs. Um, Fairfield is rural. See, this is the thing that a lot of people don't know about California, period. Once you get outside of Metro LA mm-hmm. or Metro San Francisco, it's a big farm. If you talk yeah. to someone and they're from California and it is not Los Angeles or San Francisco, it is a farm, yeah. Sacramento included. Oh, um, you know, like California is, is, is very, you know, it's, it's huge, but you know, that, that's what it is. It's, it's just a lot of land. So where I grew up, Uh, There were a lot of, a lot of wineries, um, factories, like shit like that, you know? Yeah, Yeah. definitely.
2: I I always find it interesting too. And I think people forget, they think California is a very liberal state and it's really just the metropolitan area. I think it's everywhere, but I went apple picking like an hour outside of Los Angeles. I'm already knowing. I'm yeah. already did you Did y'all see the signs or what was it for you? It was kind of going up there, Dodge. I'm going to say this Dodge trucks with the big side mirrors. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I think we're entering Trump country. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> as we were driving, you see the Trump flags. And then I was like, what? Well, whatever. And then when we were actually in the uh, Apple picking store, like they have like a general store, Yeah, they had custom oath keeper like ornaments and like wooden like you know live laugh love little wooden things yeah. like people yeah. hang on their cabinets but yeah. it was like custom custom oath keepers with like a snake around an apple and I was like interesting You're kidding me
0: <laughs> I'm not okay. I was like we
1: gotta go <laughs> I'm not yeah that's like it's like whenever I drive home to the Bay Area because I'll usually when I go up that way I drive that way it's it's just easier that I don't have to worry about, you know, flying with yeah. and shit like that. And it's like, I'll drive up there and I always know it's like, okay, it's just, there's a straight shot from here. The moment I start seeing the 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 Trump the Trump signs, or I see signs blaming Governor Gavin Newsom for the drought. Yes, now that's uh, another that's one. It, yeah. that, that's when you know, it's like, I, I try to tell people is California, the only reason California is a quote unquote blue state is because the populous areas just yeah. are what they are but everywhere else is, is yeah it's, it's like pretty red
2: <laughs> maybe we should look into the corporations that own these farms like the major farms and right, climate change for sure. and who's got these water rights anyways i've been learning a lot about that at least trying to educate yeah. myself i mean why about, not yeah and to like understanding so i'm from a farming company uh, Farming. Com- i'm from a farming company i'm from like a farming town in Texas and my uncles are farmers and I never quite understood how it worked until recently. And I was like, well, what do you do? And they're like, well, we can either sell grain, corn or like cotton, whatever they're growing to the company at that price, or they put it in a big bin and they wait to see if it's the price is going to go up or down like the stock market. It was like, oh shit. So if you're not a part of a major corporation, you're kind of fucked. They're like, yeah, you're actually really fun. Yeah, this is real gay shit. But also, Kalia, you run like a really great dance party in West Hollywood, cherry bomb.
1: Are you still doing that? Or
2: no? So uh, so the uh, (laughs) We don't have to talk about it. We could be like Neil, take this out. I was about to say the moment the moment
1: people start stuttering is when you're like, well, wait, what that means? Wait, wait, wait.
2: no, I, I am the
1: the host of Cherry Bomb. Mm-hmm. Cherry Bomb is a dope party that uh, we do in West Hollywood um, for women, uh, trans women, gender expansive, just people who just want to mm-hmm. have a good time and have a safe space. Uh, that's what Cherry Bomb is all about. Um, and the, the way that even came about is I was approached around this time last year, like October, November of last year, to do a 30-minute set at mm-hmm. this bar in West Hollywood. So I go there unbeknownst to me. This was Cherry Bomb, uh, but I go uh, when I walk into the bar. You know how West Hollywood is. Yeah. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of guys there. Yep. I get there early, but you know, like let's say it started at nine. I get there like eight thirty. There's a bunch of guys in there. They're all watching RuPaul's Drag Race on the screens, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" You
2: already know it's going to be an up. Uh, anytime I'm performing at a bar in West Hollywood, I'm like, it's an uphill battle. These are right. mainly cis gay men.
1: Yes. And
2: and mainly white, (laughs) you know, like it's a very like, yeah, like they're just
1: specific. Yeah. And they're wanting me to, you know, to do 30 and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long 30 for me.
2: Um, It's going to feel like an hour and a half. (laughs) Oh yeah. And
1: once (laughs) nine o'clock kind of rolled around, they kind of started switching things up a little bit. Um, But it was one of those, it was like with my personality, I was able to kind of do enough crowd work and crowd wrangling to. Yeah, get I think them. that's what really that's drew attractive. me to you. Sorry, my bad. I didn't
2: mean to interrupt. I oh, was like, no, please, oh, please. yeah, it's like you're so vibrant and and like bombastic on stage. And like, I follow you on Instagram. So I watch the videos. And I was like, oh, we're so <laughs> like, I feel like that's something that we share in common is like crowd work. Like, we're like, that's something so special about you is like being yeah. able to flip a room, turn that room, right. and also command the like stage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's important. I feel like crowd work always gets this kind of negative connotation because I do understand people kind of can, you know, you have that, that open mic that's like, hey, so uh, I see you got Nikes on. You know, little kids made those. Hey, uh," you know, like you have that cringy. That's what people think when they think crowd work. But it's crazy to me because it really was not until recently that I would consider some of what I do crowd work because I'm like, this is I'm still like, I'm not shooting the shit yeah. here. Like, you know what I mean? I, I just, if anything, we're, I think we're very observant people. And mm-hmm. I may have my set in my head, but if something happens over here and I don't address it. Yeah, why would that? you not address it? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not a, it's not a script. You know, if anything, yeah. that's just kind of, in my opinion, as long as you can get back on track and you don't let the crowd. Now, now the crowd is the star of the show. As long mm-hmm. as that doesn't happen, I feel like it kind of makes
2: you stronger. Success. In my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so you're yeah. at. Um you're at the bar. You're I'm at the bar. Mom. Uh I end up doing a pretty good set.
1: And then they kind of reach out to me afterwards and like, hey, you know, would you like to uh kind of be the MC of our parties? And it literally just kind of went from there. Oh, that's uh it's awesome. myself, uh the main DJ is a woman named DJ Kara. Um uh the social media is a, a person named Chantilly, and then you have the owner is a woman named Allison and kind of with the four of us, it's kind of like a good cohesion and, you know, we get things going, but we do different kind of one-off. That's why I was kind of stuttering at the, at okay, the earlier okay. we, we had, we had a meeting the other day uh, cause I didn't know that there was a cherry bomb next week. I had to get on Instagram to find that out, which oh was interesting to me. And um so it's, we have different one-off things. Sometimes yeah. we'll do a dance night. Sometimes we'll do with this, but they're trying to get me, uh, to do like a cherry bomb comedy night. I really don't want to do that because I'm sure you know what it's like to produce shows. I produced shows for f- over four mm-hmm. years and I'm finally at a point in comedy where I don't, I, I, I was producing shows because I wasn't getting paid. Yeah. Do shows. And it's like, now that I'm getting paid to do shows, I can afford to do like little one-off shows in the city because I'm getting paid on the road. But I definitely don't want to be in charge of booking and doing this and doing that. The logistics. That ever yeah, again. Promotion, I want to do a show, I want to be able to be like, hey, Ever, hey, Brie Geiger, hey, this person, y'all want to do a show together? Okay, cool. I don't want yeah. to. I know every month I have to do this and I got to got No. And then no, every never- two weeks it's like another what yeah. Absolutely. It it burned <laughs> me out. And it's like, and, and it was great for what it was because it teaches you a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, I feel like even that teaches you how to be a better comedian, even on the business side of things, It's because I produce shows, I know what producers want. So I'm never the comic that you're gonna have to bug to promote the show. I'm never yeah. the comic that you're gonna have to bug to do this and that because I know what it's like to have to bug people to do that. Yeah, and I also know the comics who have the attitude of woo It's the producer's job to promote, but I always come from this the this the the standpoint of why the hell wouldn't I tell somebody where I'm going to be?
2: Yeah,
1: I'm not not saying I'm gonna promote. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm gonna post this every fucking day.
2: But right, like if somebody, if for me, (laughs) when I'm like performing on somebody else's show, you know, as a producer, you and I get it. Like you're gonna start promoting early. I'm gonna start promoting about some. For me I'm like I do a little soft launch about a month ahead. Yeah. Then a week, you know, after that 3 weeks and then 2 weeks into it I'm like I'm going to promote the shit out of this. Yeah. I don't expect everybody to repost every single time, but closer right. to, you know, but for me like when somebody's like tagging me every day and I'm like, "Okay, you know, I get it. I'm a, I'm going to post about it, but it's it's a month and a half away. Please." <laughs> well, because Please. we also have our own I, Yeah, as and as we're, as we're as also like doing shows this. every week yeah anyways um uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry y'all we
2: had a yeah. moment we, we, com- we, had we had a really nice to- comedy this moment this is not a this is not a facetime <laughs> moment this is a podcast We're a- our- our apologies. <laughs> uh, wait so tell us about your special coming up because y- yes, i see the okay. shirt i see the poster
1: yes SMAM. SMAM is uh the name of my special SMAM uh came about point blank period because as You know, I'm sure uh people that are masculine presenting or what have you, we get called different things until people figure out what they think we are. Yeah. And that's where SMAM came from. I'll walk into a place and somebody be like, Yep. Yep. And it's just like all of that, just say hey, hey, you and 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 I'll be fine with it. Um, but no, I shot this special.
2: Go ahead. No, I feel like every time I'm at a grocery store, I love. When somebody calls me sir, I'm like yes, <laughs> and they're like oh, oh oh oh, and then like I don't know if you feel this way. I've just got tired of it. It's not my job to like comfort you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. No. Like all right,
1: okay, Next. let's just move, move let, right we have along. a
2: transaction. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's it. Please. Like we're not. I'm never gonna see you again unless this is a store I frequent. Hey, it's, it's okay. Really, it really doesn't matter because then it, it's like I tell people it's like I, I'm I I see me when I walk out the house. It, yeah, it, it's okay. I get it. Like it, it's quite all right. You know, like if you yes. call Rolo a cat, then we're going to have a problem because he's a dog. Why did you call right. him a cat? You know right. what I mean? But
2: I have and no problem
1: with that. <laughs>
2: okay. I was going to ask you something. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I OK, I don't know if you've ever experienced this or if you know what I'm talking about, but like the old, the butch up down. Like when you see like another masculine presenting person. Yeah. The old butch up down. What, what was your what's been your experience? with the, the butch up now. I know you know what I'm talking about. Kind of like sizing you up. Yeah. Yeah. Have you I ever mean, done that? I don't if I've done it,
1: I may have been doing it subconsciously. Um yeah, that's how I feel. I've never I've been definitely, like definitely I definitely feel it when it's done. Like when you walk into a room <laughs> oh and you're like my- Okay, and they're kind of looking like they go from the shoes, like okay, cool shoes. Oh, the pants are too tight. She's not butch. Oh, well, is that a sports bra or is that a binder? Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to figure out, like, it's, you know, like is her strap on them? these her pants? Like, nah,
2: she <laughs> ain't no butch. <laughs> right? It's she it's, ain't no butch, you know. It's um, wild. Yeah. In our community. Yeah. Can we talk about this for a minute and then we'll get back? Yeah, sure, like, sure. It's crazy in our community. And because I felt the same way like you know i've experienced it and then finally i had to take a moment and like this past year year and a half to and i think butch is not a dirty word has really helped me like that magazine yeah. yeah um and reading about butch history but you know sometimes i would just be like i would feel the butch up down and then sometimes subconsciously i'd be like you're right <laughs> you were yeah, yeah. you know what i mean but right, it's like right right why aren't we celebrating each other in our own bodies? Like, that's I mean, what I'm excited about now.
1: So sometimes it's like, I mean, that even happens if I even may break it down racially. If I walk into a room and it's maybe a couple other Black folk in there, we're either going to be each other's friends or somebody's looking to see what type of Black person are you. Are you a cool Black? Are you a white Black? Are you a this Black and that Black? It's like something that, people just subconsciously do it. It, it. And all it really is, is it's speaking to whatever the insecurity is inside of you. Yes. And you're thinking that you're not going to be good enough for whatever it is that's approaching you. And it's just like, no, like when I walk into a room, I am a black lesbian woman. And that's what I am. And nobody's going to make me any less that. Nobody's going to make me any more of like that. You know what I mean? It just kind of yeah. is what it is. So, you know, I very much so. And I I mean, as a result, like I, I don't have many uh um, masculine presenting friends um, same
2: I'm trying to get more but it's yeah. a weird thing right yeah like I have like maybe two or three yeah but it's a it's an interesting thing yeah it's like I it's mean- a I call it, it's like a strap measuring contest <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I've never, I've never heard that before, but it makes total sense.
1: (laughs) Mouth, closed, laughter was the best thing that that I've
2: experienced. I I wanted to cackle and I was like, Neil's not going to like those levels. I should probably turn it down anyways, Um, but damn, yeah. So, um, we're all buying the same one. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know that we are, (laughs) we are, are okay. But have you seen those, those alien dicks? Have you seen the ones that look like monster dicks? No. Oh, oh my God. I, yeah, I went. I was I'm like
1: Googling this.
2: Well, I want like Black Friday shopping or Cyber Friday or Cyber Monday, whatever they want to call it. Like I was.
1: You like, went dick shopping. After I went dick shop.
2: I'm trying because sometimes they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, like ones Yeah, the good ones are really expensive. Yes. So I'm like, okay, um, how can I invest in myself? You know, like, and I stumbled across this thing where they make like dicks that look like octopus and like some sort of like Terminator dick, alien dick. Terminator like, dick? This is what like a centaur What I'm picturing dick, in my head. It is, I'm like, how is that going to go in? Like, yeah, it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like not gonna work could you imagine pulling up and somebody somebody's like are they packing their strap and then you're like yeah
1: (laughs) and then you pull out fucking arnold schwarzenegger out of your pants then it's not
2: but it's not even arnold's it would be like the predator's dick like it's like mythical creature dicks ah you're like uh oh yeah weird where did (laughs) you find this i'm gonna show you i gotta i gotta figure it out okay Um, because it was one of those happy accidents and I was like, you know what? I yeah. can see. I was like, this is not for me, but I could see how there Stop. could be Oh my <laughs> Wow, manding a room. <laughs> so that's how I get the audience's defense. <laughs> yeah. Stop.
1: Stop. <laughs> stop yeah um, um but SMAM, so my yeah, special yeah. um yeah, I shot back it to back SMAM. in yeah <laughs> let's get back to that so um years ago uh, I want to say it was like 2018 um I auditioned for what was at the time a show on Amazon Prime called Laugh After Dark oh yeah and I did the second season of that they used to shoot that um out here like in the valley Um, so I did that and from me doing laugh after dark, I kind of stayed in contact with the producers. Like we just kind of built like a genuine friendship, um, during the pandemic, like during the lockdown, they were supposed to shoot the third season, obviously, um, a, we were in a lockdown B, you know, LA was under serious, like constraints and and rules and whatnot. So they moved the show to Vegas where there are never any rules. <laughs> so, uh,
0: that's true. but
1: as, as a result of this, because they were like, okay, so we're going to film our third season in Vegas, they also kind of curated a live weekly show in Vegas. So oh, that's I spent, cool. right. And they reached out to all of us that had done the first two seasons of Laugh After Dark and they were like, hey, you know, these are the months we're in Vegas, uh, you know, hop on a show. So I've spent pretty much January, February and March of this year in Vegas, going back and forth, doing their live show. Oh, and cool. in the midst of that, they were also taping their third season. Now, as I'm doing that, I'm obviously getting closer. I mean, we were already close. So I'm getting closer with them, you know, just being out there and yeah. whatnot. And um, I was approached after the Cherry Bomb show, that first show I did at oh, Cherry Bomb, cool. that 30 minute show I was approached by who was in the crowd um, from Comedy Dynamics. And uh, she wanted to shoot a special with me and all this and that. And, you know, it's comedy dynamics. So I'm down for it. I'm excited about it. And, and for I those, actually, oh,
2: I'm to let our listeners, oh, listeners Like that's they produce a lot of comedy specials, like a lot of like quality comedy specials. And it, they really help people. It's already an established company. They already get established comedians, but they do. So at least I feel like they do mm-hmm. so much for like up and coming people. Absolutely. And then they're so supportive. OK, so it's a production company. OK, go ahead.
1: Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm excited about it. And yeah. so I'm talking to Laugh After Dark about it. Um, and because uh, in Laugh After Dark, they're a husband and wife team, Robert and Kelsey. And Kelsey is very uh, versed in legal leads, um, as is my agent. And this was just one of those conversations that I was having with a friend, aka Kelsey, before mm-hmm. I talked to my agent. So I'm telling her about it, and uh, she's like, "Well, send me over the contract. Let me see what what it's looking like." So I sent it to her, and <laughs> oh, is I'll never you forget when,
2: comedy dynamics is bad when,
1: <laughs> when she calls me back.
2: Not even that
1: they're bad, but comedy dynamics in the sense is big business. And let me say this: so she's looking at the contract, and she was like, "The special will be great, and it will." be popular because it's comedy dynamics right and you have the comedy dynamics watermark on there and you know like it's gonna be great but you're not gonna make any money off of this
2: okay well May- I didn't know all this I'm over here hyping up comedy dynamics and then we've so, um, but you know everybody, you everybody could be different
1: um it was like a it was like a joint
2: yeah see this is and an it important was start- thing. some of it I No, I want to say, like, this is an important thing people should be talking about. I feel like it's not talked about in this industry enough. Like open information like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this isn't a bash at all. This is just me being honest. Yeah. And it's like we're in a business. We are a product. Our comedy is a it's a part of us. We're giving joy. We're being joyful. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, like you're putting a product out there, you're putting yourself out there. So you should right be able to recoup as much money as you can. And sometimes, yeah, it's like learning how to protect yourself.
1: Right. No, absolutely. And and you think, you know, because when I'm reading it, it made sense to me, but like basically the way they put it to me, they were like, Talia, your special could do insanely well. Mm -hmm. And you would still not make, not be a thousand there off of this special. And I was like, Okay, and this is the thing because I know somebody may be like, Well, maybe they just want you to do want you to do their shit. The comedy dynamics um contract was non-exclusive, so I could have still shot with like it like it was no money right out of anybody's pocket, like she's literally just talking to me friend to friend. And mm-hmm. so I reached out to the woman from Comedy Dynamics and thank goodness she was really cool about it. I was like, Hey, you know, I, I think I want to go a different direction. She was understood, she was fine with it. And Laugh After Dark, uh, you know, I, this was and 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 this was even before like I still wasn't doing a special with them. I just knew mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to do it with Comedy Dynamics anymore. Um, Laugh After Dark reaches out to me probably around like March, April of this year. They're like, "Hey, our contract is ending in Vegas. We want to do a summer of specials tour um, oh, with cool. four of our favorite comedians: uh, me, um, this woman named Jocelyn Sharp." Um, this dude named stoner rob and uh tricks mm-hmm. and i was like okay cool and my spe- my special was going to be the first one that uh they shot so i was like okay that's cool. exciting so uh we shoot the special they gave me the option of either doing it in vegas or doing it here um obviously since i live here i feel like this is where my, my home fan base is we did it here which ended up being perfectly we did two sold out shows oh, um incredible. it was fantastic and the venue we had at this uh comedy club in santa monica called the crow uh, oh my god like that's a crow. great
2: yes that's a great Yeah movie. that was absolutely
1: that was like the first big thing that Nicole did cuz see Nicole the owner of the crow is in the third season of Black After Dark so that's okay. how the, they knew about the crow right so yeah you know things are just lining up so we did two sold out shows um shot the special this is what's crazy about and I tell this story I love this story I feel like I'm going to tell this story on somebody's couch this is the the, the day that we're shooting the special we shot the special on June 30th, okay? Mm-hmm. About a month and a half before that, I got a phone call from this club owner in Sacramento. This club that I do a lot in Sacramento called Laughs Unlimited. The club owner calls me. She's like, hey, Kalia, I need you to send me a seven-minute tape." And I'm not gonna lie to you. In my head, I'm like, I've headlined your club like
2: what do you three need times. Do? Yeah,
1: <laughs> But, okay, so... It takes me like 30 minutes because I have this tape that I had just gotten from when we did the Netflix as a joke special uh, festival. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really trying to cut. I, I, I text her like 30 minutes later. I was like, hey, I got this tape. I'm trying to cut it down. It's like nine minutes. I'm trying to get it down to 740. She's like, just send me what you have. I was like, OK, I send it to her. She calls me back and she's like, hey, I want to tell you something. You know, a lot of times you comics don't know what's talked about, you know, behind your back. And I'm thinking, OK, I am thinking okay i done fucked up. She's like, no. She's like, I said, I showed this tape to someone. They really liked it. Um, they've heard of you before. And I just wanted to let you know that. I was like, okay, cool. You know, in one ear, out the other. Yeah, forgot yeah. It. I didn't think anything of it. Fast forward to June 30th, we're filming my special. So it's about an hour before the first show. It's like seven o'clock. We're upstairs in the crow, kind of in that yeah. smaller room, eating some pizza. I get a phone call from Canada. Oh shit. I ignore, I I ignore the call. I don't know who the yeah. fuck, I don't know Drake, I don't know Drake, I don't know who's calling me, yeah, I ignore the call, the person calls back, I ignore it again, I'm about to shoot my special, who's calling right. me, right, who's calling you, the person calls back, I pick up, I'm annoyed, hello, hey, is this Kalia McNeil, yes, this is Kalia McNeil, do you know a such and such, Who the club owner in, in, yeah. in Sacramento, I was like, yeah, I know her, okay, well, I was sitting right next to her when you sent her your video. I am uh, a booker for Just for Laughs, yeah, Comedy Festival Montreal, um, and I want you to be one of our new faces.
2: Hell yeah! And then, she,
1: and then and then she's like, "Do you have man? Are you? Do you have an agent?" And I was like, "Yeah, I have an agent." And she's like, "Do you have a manager?" I was like, "No." And she was like, "Does your?" And it's funny because as she's telling me this now, I realize that she's trying to figure out how to get me in this category and it still be legit for the category because mm-hmm. everything else up to this point was full. They had already sent out their rejection letters in this net because literally like the day before that I was on Twitter and I saw people getting upset about their rejection letters from JFL.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I auditioned over, for over 10 years for that festival. Yeah. ten People don't understand, like listeners, like, this festival is called just for It's in Canada, like Montreal. Now they have multiple locations. And like as a young comic coming up in Chicago, like, you know, they had a JFL Chicago and that was fun to do. But then you know, you would see like the two people they would take from Chicago and like this is like a festival that notoriously makes stars.
0: That's it. This
2: is when the industry when you tell industry, you're like, oh, I just did JFL you know, I was a new face. I was this, they go, oh, okay. And it, everything it, there, there's everything. almost,
1: you don't, there, there's not a, we don't need a, a, a voucher. We don't need anyone to vouch for you. Cause you, that's the vouch. Yeah. That's the vouch. Like what I tell people is any other festival you do, your goal is to get best of fest. You want to mm-hmm. win a best of fest award. Yep. Da, 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 da. Just getting to JFL is that
2: everyone that's at JFL is best of best.
1: Now we just need you to perform
2: and that. Yeah. Okay. So you get this call. I got that call at work. I cried because I was so excited. I was like in a room and just being like, holy fuck. It felt like for me, like, oh, fucking finally, like a weight was off my shoulder. I I can't imagine.
1: it was because it. So many things hit me at yeah. once. Because I was like, "Wait, wait, wait!
2: What a fucking moment!" Kit, like, you're you just got JFL. You're you're starting. I'm about your first to shoot my special for two sold out shows.
1: For two sold out shows, and then she's like, "Oh, and don't tell anybody, and don't tell such and such either. The club owner, her name is Jenny. Don't tell Jenny either." I'm like, I-
2: so. They put me that, in. The isn't that positions. weird? The the not the non-disclosure agreements they make? And this people. is the thing.
1: This is what's so funny is because we all break non-disclosure. Agreements. Remember, we right all have that one or two yeah. people that we tell. Yeah. Really. But the JFL NBA was one of the first NBAs that I have ever stuck to mm-hmm. because. The moment she was like, if somebody finds out we could take that, I'm like, oh, fuck that. Mm-hmm. No way. So, you know, I just it was, oh, it was such an amazing moment because it hit me so many different ways. Like, I didn't even know that she had submitted me to this lady. That's crazy. Like, That's incredible. I wasn't incredible. expecting this call, but that just also goes to when you go to these places, do your fucking job, treat mm-hmm. these people well, and you never know who's watching and, and, and what for. And so when they put me in JFL, they put me in New Faces Unrepped, mainly because the way they were able to do that and it still worked is because my agents are commercial and theatrical. Technically, perfect. I don't have a comedy yeah. agent. So they were able to put me in there as New Faces Unrepped. And just with that energy, it's so funny because when I go back and I watch my special. <laughs> when I first hit the stage, all of that, I can, I know it. Cause I know what I just got off mm-hmm. the phone with this lady. It's like all in my, like, I just went, I just, I flew through those two shows just like, yeah. what the fuck? So, um, SMAM, we actually yesterday was the one month, uh, one month anniversary. We, uh, it, we released the album last month, November 9th. Yeah,
2: congrats. Um, so
1: it's available. Thank you so much on everything that you listen to music on. You can listen to SMAM on. Yeah. Um, and y'all, that's yeah.
2: SMA apostrophe AM.
1: Correct. Right. Yeah. SMA apostrophe AM. And, uh, of the great things that i've had with that thus far i mean in the first two days it went to number four on the itunes charts the only person that was in front of me one two and three was weird al and i'm like if i'm second to weird al i'm that's a pretty good day (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so um but the reason we did it that way is because we were um the uh the special the actual visual special um the producers had submitted it to uh sundance film festival into south by southwest
2: Oh, that's cool. Just
1: on a whim. That's not something that's always done. So we were like, if we get in, we get in. If we don't, we don't. Who cares? Um, so we the, the plan was basically if we got into those festivals, then we wouldn't have to hold on to the special until after the festivals, like February of next year. If we didn't get into the festival, then let's release the special. I hate yeah. to say it, I was I was hoping for the latter because I, mm-hmm. I want it out. And so we found out the other day we didn't get in. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> What are we doing? And but again, and, and as, as people who are hearing this who may not know about comedy, it, we didn't not get in because it wasn't a good special that these festivals don't have comedy specials. They're they were literally of, yeah. just, they
2: <laughs> yeah, were just you,
1: trying it and seeing what would happen. Why not? Yeah. Um, it, it would be the first time that it had happened if it happened. Right. So um, now I'm on the phone with them yesterday and it's looking like probably within the next three weeks. Oh, my God. Will be available uh, right now. We're looking at. um prime
2: mm-hmm. to be,
1: and we're working on something for Hulu and that's, au- you know, see where it goes. That's I'm incredible. very excited.
2: Are and you if you've do- listened to the
1: album, please watch the special because the special has more than the album. We did that on purpose.
2: That's awesome. Are you going to have like a release party here or like a screening?
1: That's the plan. Um, we did a screening in Vegas on October 5th because that's, oh, that's where cool. the company is based out of now. And that was, That was top notch. It was very sexy, very nice red carpet event. A lot of people came out, had it at a very sexy little theater. Um, My plan is to do an L.A. screening. And now that we have kind of like this three week window, I'm thinking in January, I'll probably just do a nice screening here. And And what a way to start
2: the the new year. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going in with a screening for my special that I did. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, it feels like, how do you like (laughs) sit on that? Like knowing like, oh yeah, my special is going to come out.
1: It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard, uh, especially touring now, because depending on where I'm at, I will still tour with that material. If these people Mm -hmm. have like never seen me, blah, 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 blah. But right now I'm in the mode of retiring that material and moving on to the next. But it's like, when you do a special, it's like, it, that material has been a part of me for so. Long. I mean, this yeah. is I, this is my tenth year. This is, this special is not. These jokes were anywhere from ten years to ten weeks old. Yeah, you know what I mean because it's it's a constant. You know, it's like I kind of picked, and that's where these smam was one of the first jokes I ever wrote, and it's just something that. Has always stuck with me, so it's kind of why I ended it ended up being like the culminating joke of the special, and the I end up naming the special "spam" because it's it is a, a favorite of mine and one that people really enjoy. So now it's just kind of like moving on to the next.
2: Yeah. Okay. You know? But tell me about the suit that you're wearing on the album cover.
1: Yes, this suit was from Zara. Okay. I uh, went to Zara. Zara's it looks incredible. Been- Thank you. very. That's the one thing that a lot of people say on TikTok. So thank you very much. People love this suit. I love this suit.
2: As a masculine presenting person, like it's hard to find masculine clothes that like look sharp. Absolutely. And because it's like
1: at the end of the day, you know, it's like our bodies still have the curve or the this Mm -hmm. or the that, where it's like if you get certain men's suits because men aren't built that way or whatever the hell, it's something is always just, it seems like something is always off. Ooh. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so what I had to do when I, when I got this, I told, when I, I told myself, I said, okay, I knew the kind of look. I wanted something kind of sleek and, mm. and, and simple, uh, but nice. So I was, like, be... yeah, I was like, it it's going to be, thank you. I was like, it's going to be like a Zara express vibe. I knew I was going to be somewhere in that kind of range of store. So I went to Zara and they lived, they had a bunch of suits hanging up and I saw their suit and I, I, I'm one. I hate, I hate trying on clothes. I hate oh, it. And I'm like, but I have to do it this day. And thank God I did. Cause what I ended up doing, uh, the top, I got the top at a different size than the bottom because much to like what we were saying, mm-hmm. had I just bought the suit straight off the rack bottom would have fit top would have looked crazy as shit. Oh yeah. So, I did that and, you know, and it's just like, it was the perfect, I mean, it was just really the perfect sleek fit, it's Incredible. Um, went literally to H&M and got like, you know, H&M has like levels to plain tees. I got like the $5 plain tee, the $10 plain tee, the $15 plain tee. And the main difference is like one shreds easier right. than the other. So I was like, well, let me get the $15 plain tee. So I got yeah. the nice $15 white tee and a nice belt and I'm like I think I think this is it and like I went home and I literally did all these movements
2: because again I got a lot of ass yeah on I think like, but also you and I work. move a lot on stage yeah like we could yeah. I, that's what I was like oh man hell yeah like yeah. I'm excited to watch you perform I always feel oh yeah like pump.
1: oh man that was part of the reason it's so funny and I'm glad that it went well and I'm glad also that's why it's important to work with people that you trust that I do trust Laugh After Dark because had they listened to me, I would have never dropped the album because because I'm such a visual performer. I'm like the album ain't gonna work. Like people have to see it. They have to yeah. see it. The album is not gonna be enough. But it has done well. But um, you know, because but because I move around so much, but the like, suit
2: thing is real. Like trying to see how you feel. <laughs> like stomping yeah, around. you have to. Like I'm stomping. I'm I'm squatting. I'm like, well,
1: what if I if I tell this joke, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. I don't miss my like, even <laughs> down the lift in my hands. Like, you know, just yes. everything.
2: It's like, um, but yeah, no, gonna Zara. Happen?
1: Okay. Zara is the place for for us masked people, let me tell y'all.
2: Okay. They'll get you me. right. <laughs> so what what's life been like since? Or what are you doing for the holidays too?
1: Actually, it's funny, my friend was just over here. Um, I'm chilling. I have been, and I know this sounds really selfish, which I guess you're not supposed to be at this time of year but i've been so all over the place i don't want to be anywhere
2: that's not being, taking like, care of yourself <laughs> is not being selfish like you gotta remind yeah. yourself like like no you're taking care of yourself
1: yeah like i'm just gonna rest. be
2: here yeah good for so you. i told myself on christmas day
1: i might go to universal or disneyland yeah you know nice one time. of the two and and just kind of relax and maybe um next month go home for like a little bit just to see the fam or whatever but it's like I'm in the bay all the time doing shows so I right. see them I just it, it's just when you're on the go and we're not complaining about it because thank you no, you're just talking about when you're on it. the yeah. go it's I'll put it to y'all it's like in the month of November I spent maybe five or six days in my apartment that's awesome I still had to pay I still had to pay the full rent though I know, you know, so I would like to just sit here for a little bit.
2: Yeah. And Like, <laughs> oh man, I got to find this article because I want to send it to you. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the seven types of the seven types of rest that every person needs. Okay. But it talks about like um, people who are on the go, go, go. Like, even if you get like eight hours of sleep and then you wake up and you're exhausted, it's like going through like why am i is it social exhaustion is it work is it this is it that yeah you have have to take care of yourself it's it was an incredible read for me because it helps change that mindset of like you know like i gotta go hang out at this show i gotta go show up i gotta go be there especially with what we do yes we're night we are night owls we are out yes
1: yes it is i am and i and i i very much so and thank goodness i'm able to do this now because i I'm, i'm not you know, clocking into a job right now or anything like that. But I very much so subscribe to like my day starts when I wake up. Mm -hmm. My day ends when I go to sleep. I don't necessarily, unless I have a meeting, I need to meet with someone on a zoom call or something like that. I don't technically prescribe to the 24 hour clock. Like, Oh, it's two in the morning. So you're supposed to be asleep. Well, if I'm up and my mind, is going my mind is going and I'm up. So let me just, since I'm up, let me, work on some shit
2: was talking about like that's how we used to be programmed we would we would be up we would sleep for four hours we would wake up we would go do something you know like that's really how my days are that's i might in a few hours
1: i might get sleepy because i've been up since about five tuck her out take a nap and i guarantee i'll wake up at about 11 o'clock tonight and be like all right put something on netflix and (laughs) Yeah, like when your brain is, it. when you're
2: feeling creative, when you're in that moment, why am I going to be like, wow, well, fuck, it's like 1145, A bird go to bed. It's like, no, right. No, no, no. no, like it's when, when you start having the clock in and out
1: for yourself, like when you are your boss, it's, it's do or die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not, I can't just show up somewhere and have the luxury of hiding in the break room on my break or, or, or doing this or doing that. If I don't, you know how you can go to work and get away with not working, but you're still going to get paid. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We can't. (laughs) Yeah. We
2: showed up. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm here. Like, no, no. I work at a Starbucks. It would take me 30 minutes to take out the trash. I would be like, damn right. Take out the trash. You know, I might see a friend. I might, you know, somebody else I know is smoking by the dumpsters. Don't let me, don't, don't give me a bathroom break.
1: Oh, honey, I'll be in there. I'll be in there for a while and I want you to say something to me because then I'm going to turn it into an issue because then I'm going to say I'm on my period. What do you mean? Oh, okay. You don't know how my body works. Thank you. It takes me 20 minutes. do you have a period, John? You don't fucking know. No, that's nice. (sighs) Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. y'all.
2: That's okay. I get upset about it, too. (laughs) The other day I started my Period at the Largo. I finally got a chance to do stand up at the Largo, and got I've never stage. done that. Yeah, and then I could feel it, and I was like, it caught me by surprise. And it was one of those, you know, what it's like a heavy flow. And I wear it like most of my clothing. It's all black, anyway. Yeah, like, I yeah, it. yeah. Like you don't have to think about it. You just put it on like uniform. Yeah, but sometimes you know when it's like <laughs> this is so disgusting. But you know what's a heavy flow? Like even if you're wearing black clothing, like something's going on you can see it and I was like standing on I've never been so I've never been so still on stage my legs standing up crossed I'm leaning on a stool trying to be funny and I'm like
1: girl I'm so sorry but ever, I'm sorry no I'm,
2: I'm, I'm not upset by that but bleeding out on my first time at the Largo and I was like fuck like damn it like fuck I
1: in your head you were going ape shit. I oh, know I was going you were
2: apeshit. How,
1: how far into the set are you?
2: Um, I'm like five minutes into a 15 minute <laughs> set. And I, I was like, OK, guys, thanks so much. Ran off stage, immediately went to the bathroom. Like a like a jackass, a rookie move, a rookie move. Lord have mercy. I was, I was like, finally at the Largo. And then I was like, "No, I knew better. I knew I should t- track my period anyways. Clea, this has been incredible. We're gonna end it. There. We're gonna end that shit, right? <laughs> well, we I gotta, gotta go. Where can people find you on social media?
1: Yes, you can find me at whatever Kalia across all mm-hmm. platforms. I am a late bloomer. I am finally on the tick of the talk.
2: Oh, I'm. Um, I'm yeah. I have
1: re- I have made my return to uh, Twitter after like a seven year. Well, I say seven. It was like a five-year hiatus. I'm now back on the Twit.
2: Uh, But yeah,
1: at whatever, Kalia on everything. um, Facebook, Kalia Funny, uh, Mm -hmm. Kaliamcneil.com, your mom's house.
2: And y'all, be sure to check out Samam uh, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, and watch the special.
1: Yes.
0: Thank y'all.
1: Hey y'all, hey y'all. The tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay. It's and Ever here, y'all.
2: We got a lot to talk
1: about.
0: So let us ask you now, y'all gay.
2: Of Learning new languages with babble. And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. It's Babbel time.
0: Y'all know I have learning disabilities. I'm dyslexic and have ADHD. And I love that with Babbel, you can go at your own pace. And each convenient course is only 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day, y'all. That's all it takes to learn a new language. And with Babbel, you can learn everything you need. Like how to have real world conversations from vocabulary words to basic phrases to culture. Like y'all could hang with Babbel. Plus, what I really like is that Babel has speech recognition technology that I think some of our more southern listeners will love because it helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Everybody knows my accent's thicker than a nine and a quarter hot dog on a summer night. And Babel actually understands me, y'all. One thing I really love about Babbel is the content I'm learning is personalized. I get real-time
2: feedback, tracking, and visualizations that help me stay focused and motivated. That's why 15
0: hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Y'all, that's the most university I've done. Y'all, it is 2024, and it's time to be the best you with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. So here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash y'all gay. Get up to 60% off at babel.com slash y'all gay, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash y'all gay. Rules and restrictions may apply.